Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of It's Not Easy. I'm Joanna. And I'm Marissa. And today we are going to see if the proof is in the personality test. (laughs) That's just... Stop. That's so good. That's just what we're doing. So we're going to run through our... Not me losing my voice again. I know. I'm like, you're allergic to podcasting. Apparently I am in the year 2023. But so... We are going to go through, like, our sun, moon, rising... um, Astrological signs. Yes. And then we're going to do our Myers-Briggs, our Enneagram, and our love language tests just to see if, like, what we've been given is, like, accurate. accurate. Yeah. And honestly, like, a lot of these have read me for filth, and I'm like, damn, okay. (laughs) I know. Because at least with, like, the personality test, it's, like, you answer the questions to get the output so like that makes a little more sense when they correlate but we've said it a million times we're not like huge astrology girlies I just think it's like the meme accounts are funny Mm -hmm. um but I don't know I've never been like oh I like uh, oh it's because it's mercury retrograde that I can't like I can't go anywhere I'm like okay you're weird but yeah um I don't know, like, reading into what my signs would suggest, I'm like, not these reading me for filth. Oh my gosh, yeah, Like, I was same. so shocked. I know, I was shook, but um, it was kind of fun, because I don't really look into this stuff. Like, I, yeah. I feel like I've always strongly identified with my Enneagram, Okay, but I've, like, never really looked into much else. Right. And so, it was fascinating, and I think it's fun, so. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. Um, should we start with our astrology moments first i think so i feel like there's like more to cover almost okay just because there's like a couple yeah that's true so do you want to go sure okay so i am a gemini (gasps) i know everyone's (laughs) i feel like it's so controversial everyone's like oh my god you're that means you're a bitch and i'm like i mean kind of but whatever um and then my moon and rising sign signs are both leo okay um so I think those are kind of fun, but should I, like, just go through them? Yeah, let's do it. Go? Okay, so just, like, spark notes on what these signs might mean. Um, so your sun determines your ego, identity, and role in life, and it's the core of who you are, the sign you're most likely to already know. Um, so my sun is in Gemini, like I said, meaning you are fundamentally dynamic, quick-witted, eclectic, and curious fascinated by everything your childlike energy is often scattered in a million directions on a social level this may come off as gossipy or flaky slay (laughs) i'm not gonna lie that is that that's pretty correct (laughs) who doesn't love a little gossip you know i love gossip and then i don't know what the houses mean like the two i think it's just like there's like the 12 I don't, I don't know. But yeah, I couldn't get into any of that. I just, That's too much for me, yeah. but it says that mine's in my 10th house, which means that I feel the need to distinguish myself from others through goals, success, and responsibility. And I was like, oh, because I just feel like that is yeah. pretty true. I don't know. I, I feel like I like being responsible for things. Yeah. So that kind of made sense. Um, so there's my sun sign and then my moon in Leo. Um, so your moon rules 
your emotions, moods, and feelings. So this is likely the sign you most think of yourself as since it reflects your personality when you're alone or deeply comfortable, which I find interesting. Hmm, okay. Um, so my moon being in Leo, it means that my emotional self is dramatic, proud, expressive, idealistic, and somewhat self-centered. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I can't really argue. I won't lie. Um, I, I don't think I'm super self-centered though, but I just thought that was kind of funny. And then it says that I need a lot of love, care, and validation from other people, which I think, like, yes and no. I think it's one of those things, like, I feel like the way that's written makes it sound like, oh, that means you're needy. But I think it's one of those things, like, if I didn't have those, I would be like, oh, my God, I need that. But I think that I have it with, like, my friends and loved ones that I surround myself with. So I feel like I don't think about needing that. Yeah, no, I I totally agree. And then it's in my 12th house. Again, I don't know what that means. Meaning you find security and safety through privacy, secrets, and introspection. Once again, circling back on being gossipy. And then my ascendant or like rising is also in Leo. So that is typically like the mask you present to people. It can be seen in your personal style, how you come off to people when you first meet. Um, And some people say it it becomes less relevant as you get older. Um, but this is the one that you need your birth time for because it, like, changes every two hours. Mm-hmm. It's, like, with the clock. What but time were you born? I was born at 12.08 p.m. Oh, my gosh. Cute. Yeah. Um, so my rising being in Leo means you come across as bright, good-natured, and magnetic. Your energy makes you seem either, like, a know-it-all or a live wire, but always the center of attention. That was the one where I was, like, <sighs> you were like, ah. <laughs> I was, like, that one really hit. I love that. <laughs> Yeah, but they're fun, and they go through all of your other ones, too, and obviously there's, like, too many. It would be so boring if I sat here and read them all, but there's some, like, funny stuff in here. I know. It was interesting. I've, like, really never looked into it. I didn't know what my moon or um, rising were. I had Uh no idea. I just knew, like, my... I just knew I was a cancer because I'm right. a July baby. So. I'm so excited to hear yours. Yeah. That's so fun, though. Oh, my god. Do your whole chart, and then maybe we'll do, like, our horoscope of the day. Okay. Okay, okay. So I got, um, obviously I'm a cancer is my son. So it says mm-hmm. as a cancer, you feel the weight of the past heavily. You're hardwired to avoid conflict and don't appreciate harsh truths, which I don't think is entirely true. I kind of agree. I think it's, I think it's especially not true in like my professional life. Yeah. Like I'm very, um, I, I'll be honest, I am pretty confrontational, too. Yeah. Like, I'm, like, not one to be, like, oh, like, somebody else do it. Like, I'll ha- I'll happily step in and, like, you know, be the right. one that has to do that. Um, and I also, like, am constantly, like, telling my boss at work to just, like, tell me how it really is. And he's, like, no, like, everything is fantastic. And That's I'm, like, so funny. no, but, like, don't lie. <laughs> oh, my God. So, um, and then it says, home is where you feel safest, whether that's a physical location with your chosen family or even comfortable solitude. And I agree. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. I definitely feel like I find security in, like, people. So yeah. I think that's kind of how I took that. As, like, people that I'm close to, I feel secure with. Um... And then my moon is Capricorn. So as a Capricorn moon, your sturdy foundation is made up of years worth of compacted emotions that you've repressed. I'm oh, sc- shit, girl. I'm screaming. These really do read you for felt. Like, they really are, though. It takes a lot of trust to get you to open up even to yourself. True. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, I thought that was really funny because... Like, I read that this morning, and I was like, oh, God. Like, I was like, you're joking. So that was Capricorn? Yeah. Okay. Um, that's my moon. And then 
I'm, Ooh, I'm, okay, girl. I'm a Scorpio rising. <laughs> as a Scorpio rising, you come across as emotionally complex. You dole out intense stares that let others know there's something simmering below the surface. People are often intimidated by you at first, but you enjoy this feeling. Absolutely. <laughs> it's like slay, okay. As you should. It says you appear mysterious and introspective. So I think that is also true because I've had a lot of people tell me that I'm not an approachable person. Oh, I have also received that information. So I'm like, you know, things we love to see, um, I guess. But no, I read that this morning too. And I was like, okay, so that's happening. Um, Let me go to the rest of my co-star app here. I know. It's like, I couldn't find the ones like that that you just had that you get like when you initially do it. Um, no, yeah, it went, it went absolutely, it really, it really does something. It really went nuts. I was like, okay, we're doing that. Um, but I can do, we can do our daily horoscopes. I just am going to have to utilize this. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. We cannot do them then. They're probably so random anyway. Okay. Um, I did read mine today, and honestly, it wasn't even fun. That's that's the thing that I feel like turns me off from astrology is, like, the thought of, like, a daily horoscope. I'm just like, what? Yeah. But, like, if you're telling me, like, sometimes I'll see, like, TikToks, and again, like, it's all just, like, whatever. I think it's one of those things that you can take it or leave it. If you take it and you're like, oh, that's inspiring, so I'm going to believe it because it's, like, almost like a weird manifestation technique. But... The, the, I don't know, just a daily one doesn't make sense, but sometimes people will be like, in 2023, these signs will blow. I'm like, for like a whole year, I'm like, okay, sure. Yeah. Like, give me like a vision for a year, because it's like, give me my yearly vision fun. board. Yeah. Yeah, like whatever. Um, but again, I think it's just a lot of like, take it or leave it, but I think the personality matching aspect of it of just like here's what you are and like here's what it might mean mm-hmm. I think those are kind of fun yeah no I agree I think they are fun um no I enjoyed learning that information about myself I think it's really funny that I'm a Scorpio I do wonder so like what are your signs that you're most compatible with I honestly don't know let's look it up whenever people find out Alex and I are Gemini's they're like I'm scared of you so high Gemini compatibility for you is Aries, Leo, Libra, and Aquarius. Myself, a Leo. Um, and then what signs Cancers get along with? Pisces and Scorpio. So I get along with myself as well. I love that. Interesting. Huh, okay. That's so fascinating. Yeah, that is Who would have thought? Who would have thought for sure? <laughs> um, yeah. Now, I guess I can blame my RBF on the fact that I'm a Scorpio. There you go. So. Scorpio rising. Like, and I can't that's help what it. you present to other people. Yeah. So. Like, I can't help it. Just is what it is. Also, I learned yesterday that I was born at 2.57 p.m. on July 8th, 1998. I knew all the other stuff, but yes. that's so stunning. Yeah, 2.57. My mom said, mm. she was like, I think you were born at 3 o'clock. Let me check. And it was 2.57. So she's <laughs> So. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. So yeah, those are our horoscopes. Um, but y'all should let us know in the comments yeah. what your sun, moon, and rising are. Mm-hmm. I'm so interested now that I like know what they even potentially mean. But I know. 
some people know everything. They're like, oh, if you're in any of the 12 moon, that like they they know everything. I, I could that's never. That's so crazy. Yeah. I'm like, no, I can barely know what I am. I know. I'll probably forget tomorrow, but I'll try to remember. <laughs> Our Scorpio queen. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm screaming. What one would you like to do next? I mean, we can do what you have open. Okay. So <laughs> we're going to move into the Myers-Briggs test. Um, and I will... I will uh, start us off here. I am in ENFJA. Okay. So that is um, extroverted, intuitive, feeling, judging, assertive. It's in like the diplomat diplomat category, and it's like of like the people mastery like mm-hmm. branch. Um, so ENFJs feel called to serve a greater purpose in life, thoughtful and idealistic. These personality types strive to have a positive impact on other people in the world around them. They rarely shy away from an opportunity to do the right thing, even when doing so is far from easy. Uh, born leaders, passion and charisma allow them to inspire others, not just in their careers, but in every arena of their lives. Um, so that's like a general overview of mine. Strengths and weaknesses I thought were kind of funny, because some of my weaknesses did like uh, read me to filth, but um, strengths, receptive, reliable, passionate, um, charismatic, um, weaknesses, unrealistic, overly idealistic, condescending, oops, intense, and overly empathetic. So intense, I feel like I get a lot. (laughs) My mom has always said that I'm like really intense and I'm Mm -hmm. like, I can't help it. I get that. Like, I just, I am who I am, you know? Um, I don't know. There's so, the other thing about the Myers-Briggs is there's so many pieces to it Mm -hmm. that I'm like, I don't even know what else to say. Um, But I did find it interesting because there's like two types of ENFJ. So there's A, which is um, assertive assertive or turbulent. Yeah. So I'll just read like a couple... It says, for, like, the sense of self one, it says 81% of assertive protagonists say their self-confidence is high or very high compared to 39% of turbulent protagonists. Mm -hmm. Um, 55% of assertive protagonists describe their level of anxiety about their body image as minimal. Probably not for me, but okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We'll we'll take that one as a win, I guess. Um, 74% of turbulent protagonists say they often or very often feel sad compared to 37% of assertive. I mean, I guess like, like 50, 50 on if I feel sad on a day, you know, just depends. (laughs) Really just a flip of the coin. (laughs) Lately it's been positive. You know, some, some days we've got our, our sad days. That's so funny. Um, but yeah, I can always go back in and, and elaborate, but let's hear yours. So I am also an ENFJ but I'm turbulent. Are you really? Oh my gosh, no way. That's why I just didn't say anything because I was like the grand reveal. Um, I also just think it's funny because this is like the protagonist type and I'm like, we are just the main character. We are. You know it's what fine. I'm saying? <laughs> um, Alex was doing these with me last night because I was like, oh, I'm taking these quizzes. He's like, well, I want to do them. Oh my gosh, I love. So I forget what he is, but I think he's actually, he's an E-N-F, what's the other J or T. It's like judging or feeling or something. No, no. it's feeling is um, 
It would be pros- prospecting. Yeah. So he's an ENFP. Okay. Um, also turbulent. And I'm like, oh, good for us. But, <laughs> so turbulent. <laughs> so everything Joanna said is also true for me, but I like that this one kind of does it on like a spectrum. And I my I took this on my computer, so I don't have my percentages, but um, you're definitely more extroverted than I am. So I was like 65, 35 okay. for in- extroverted, introverted, which I feel like is fair. Um. And then, like, judging was huge for me, like yours is, versus prospecting. And then I was pretty close on assertive. I think I was literally, like, the other way, like, 54 okay. turbulent 46. versus 46 assertive. Because for turbulent um, protagonists, um, turbulent protagonists' outgoing nature can prompt them to act more boldly than the, than the typical turbulent personality type. I'm like, that's probably fair. Um, their judging trait helps them value and seek predictability, which in turn provides them with confidence as they seek a sure thing. As a, as a result, turbulent protagonists may always come across as being turbulent, may not always come across as being as turbulent as other turbulent types, um, which I think makes sense because I know a big thing with like assertive versus turbulent is that turbulent can be kind of categorized as like, self-conscious which like I feel like everyone isn't a a little bit but I wouldn't like describe myself as self-conscious overconfident so like that's like the one thing where I feel like I could probably swing the other way but I'm trying to remember the other stuff I guess like the sadness survey and like emotional intelligence but there's a lot of writing on here it's so interesting because now we literally could go to the what's the difference between A and T. That's what I'm on. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, harder to read. Oh, my God. I just got so close to the microphone. Sorry, everybody. Um, so this is where I left off. 85% of assertive protagonists feel like they have control over their emotions compared to 50% of turbulent. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, 90% of assertive protagonists feel like they effectively manage the stress in their lives compared to 45% of turbulent. I feel like I'm... Like, I could swing the other way on that because sometimes I let myself get, like, really stressed. Right. For me, that's, like, 50-50 given the yeah. day. Like, it, it really depends. just depends. Yeah. Agreed. Um, 62% of assertive protagonists find it easy to make important decisions without consulting anyone first compared to 33% of turbulent protagonists. Yeah. Um, oh, a summary. Oh, we would have known. Should we just, like, read these bullet points? Yeah, let's do it. Do you want to read them? Sure. So it says, Assertive protagonists are more confident, allowing them to move boldly and independently, while turbulent protagonists can be more sensitive to the problems of others. I think that that's true. I feel like I worry about a lot of other people more than myself. I totally agree with that for you. Um, But I think the confidence is definitely true for assertive. Oh, not that I like don't have it, but like it's that's like a weird comparison. That is a weird comparison. And I think you are confident, but I think you like go about it in a different way, perhaps, instead of just being so head on. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we have turbulent protagonists are more likely than assertive to be self conscious. So that's like kind of what we mentioned earlier, where I'm like, I don't really feel that way, but yeah. Um, do you want to read the next two? Sure. Assertive protagonists are more comfortable dealing with emotions and stress while turbulent protagonists are less so. However, this can help turbulent protagonists empathize more deeply with others who are having trouble dealing with small, similar things. That's the kicker for me because I am like disgustingly empathetic to the fact that like I have to be careful about like certain videos I watch on like 
online or whatever because I'm like I I'm gonna sit here and sob yeah like I can't so you're a movie crier aren't you oh my god yeah I cry at any movie it could be the stupidest movie you've ever seen in your life I'm Mm -hmm. crying I cry at some movies um I definitely like yeah Yeah. you're definitely I think that's what swings me turbulent a thousand percent Mm -hmm. I see that for you um assertive protagonists are more likely to be more independent and less inclined to seek advice of others um turbulent protagonists are more likely to ask for an opinion and have more robust exchanges with the people in their lives interesting i also kind of could go i feel like i'm both of those things which makes sense because i feel like we were both like pretty like you were 54 46 assertive and i was the same but leaning turbulent yeah so i feel like we're both kind of like we're both on the edge yeah for sure we can kind of swing both ways which is really kind of cool Mm mm-hmm um, we're not like other girls. We're not like other girls at all. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so fun! I love I that we had the same personality type. Pretty. I much. know. I was. Tr- I did a good job keeping it a secret. You did. I did. I was <laughs> like, hee. Um, yeah. So also to preface, we literally didn't know what either one had, except for like we knew each other's son, right? Because like, it's like easy. Yeah. Um, but other than that, we didn't know anything else. So a reveal. Should we go into Enneagram or um, Love Language next? Let's do Love Language because it's short. Cool. Let's do it. Would you like to start? Sure. So, again, I did this on my computer, so that's the same test I took, but um, I'm trying to remember my percentages. So, my number... Actually, the I, I guess you'll hear the five as I go through with them, but my number one was quality time, which is hilarious. So... That was my first one. So quality time is obviously just like spending time together. It's like spending time together, even if you're doing nothing, like just literally anything doing together. My second and third were tied words of affirmation and acts of service. I think my percentages were different than, um, I can't remember what they were specifically, but my second and third were tied. Words of affirmation is just like, you know, receiving compliments, nice notes, nice messages, having someone say that they appreciate you, like just anything nice like that um and then acts of service is exactly as it sounds like helping you out with chores doing things that you might not want to do to help your other like to help the other person like just acts of service right I know like they're so self-explanatory but and then my fourth was physical touch um which again as it sounds and then my last one at literally zero percent was receiving gifts really it was at zero I was I was kind of surprised it was legit zero but yeah, like that was just like not even on my board. That's so funny. Yeah. Wow. So that was my order. I love that. So um, you'll see a theme here. My number one at 37% was quality time, which I've always known that to be my mm-hmm. love language. And I feel like it's like really true. Like I, that's like what I prefer to do. And then my number two and three were tied at 23%. And that was words of affirmation and acts of service. And then my fourth was receiving gifts at 10%. And my fifth was physical touch at 7%. Because, That's like, so on brand for you. <laughs> literally, like, I hate being touched. <laughs> Remember when we hugged, like, three times last year? Oh, my gosh. And we were like, wait, this is weird. I know. I, like, I'm just not, I'm not a hugger. Like. Yeah, I get that. It actually, like, kind of provides me a little bit of anxiety. <laughs> like, I just am like, ah, I don't like being touched. Yeah. Um. So it's just totally not my thing. Um, but, and like one of the questions was like, I love when somebody holds my hand in public. And I'm like, I can't think of something I would hate more. Yeah, I did not say yes on that one. Like, I literally would hate that so much. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's 
Kramer. So I don't know. It's just funny. But um, yeah, I love that our top three are the same. That's so fun for us. Yeah. I don't know. It's so funny. I know. It is funny. But I think that my, I probably don't have receiving gifts too, because obviously like people like receiving gifts, but it's just like, I feel like mine skewed more into quality time. Like I think my percentage was higher than yours Mm -hmm. because for me, like I'd rather somebody gift me like an experience than a gift. So I kind of count that as like quality time rather than like it being a gift, even if it was. Mm -hmm. So I think that's like where those questions like skewed me quality time over receiving gifts. But, um, I saw a girl's TikTok like this probably like six months ago. And she was talking about how she thinks there's a sixth, um, like love language. And she thinks it's, like, the, which I think it kind of, like, this specific thing almost falls into, like, a few different things. But she was talking about how when people, like, remember, like, a really niche thing about you and, like, without even thinking about it, like, make it happen for you. So, like, if somebody knows, like, a rose is your favorite flower and they just always make sure to, like, bring Mm -hmm. you that or bring you things with that on it or send you a picture of one or, like... Like, mm-hmm. some type of, like... And I think she called it, like, the remembering quality or something. Yeah, I was going to say something with, like, memory. But yeah. And I think it falls into, like... It could be, like, an act of service or, like, a receiving right. gift thing. But it is kind of, like, a little bit more niche of, like, if it's always a specific item that's, like, your favorite. That's so sweet. Um, which I thought was kind of cool because I was like, oh, I like, guess I've never thought that there might be, like, yeah. something that's not included in this survey. But Right. Because, I mean, these are just, like, the five everyone talks about. Like, mm-hmm. you could make up your own. Yeah. Like... Yeah, but quality time is definitely the way to go. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I broke it to my coworkers. We were talking. I forget how we like were talking about hugging. I think it's because we were at this networking event one night, and this guy hugged me like four times. Ew! And I was like so uncomfortable because also don't do that in a professional. Yeah, setting. don't do that in a professional setting. But also like I hate being hugged, and so it was just like That's extra so funny. Weird. And all my coworkers were like, "Wait, you really hate hugs that much?" And I was like, "No, like I really don't like to be." Especially from, like, randos. I know. There's nothing worse than that. Mm -hmm. I feel like I have a really good read on, like, who likes them and who doesn't. Like, Mm -hmm. I have, like, I just know, like, who I hug and who I don't. Yeah. And it has nothing to do with, like, it's not good or bad. It's just, like, some people are huggers and some aren't. Yeah. So I adapt. And, like, here's the thing is I will, I will never, like, turn away a hug. Like You just feel uncomfortable. Yeah. It's just, like, I... For instance, like, if it's somebody I haven't seen in a minute and, like, they hug me, like, that's fine. Like, I'll hug you back, but I'm not going to be the first one to go in for a hug. Um, what about your niece? I hug Emery all the time, okay. but she's also she's, she's also three and adorable. She's and not like, like other girls. She's not like other girls. <laughs> but, like, I don't really need to hug some random person at the bar that no, I went to high not. school with. No like, one does. That might have been an at, but it's fine. <gasps> I'm screaming. Because <laughs> it always happens. Like, why are we hugging at bars? Like, I don't need to be hugged right now. I think it's because it literally takes up that awkward moment of you seeing each other and acknowledging each other. So it, like, breaks that awkwardness of, like, oh, how do we start talking? So everyone just goes in for a hug and then you start talking. Yeah. You're like, I don't know why. Like, imagine that scenario, but you don't hug. I would rather high five you. That's fair. Like, be like, but nice to see you. <laughs> Be like, hey, girl. <laughs> I didn't think you would actually do it. Oh, yeah, I was, was just, like, trying to set the scene of just somebody being like, hey. <laughs> I think I'm going to start doing that. Be like, no, 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 no hugs, only high fives over here. Bring back the elbow touch from, from 2020. <laughs> the COVID elbow touch. <laughs> like, honestly, that has swag. Like, why are we still high-fiving? <laughs> the elbow touch is, like, is very suave. 
It really is. We could do, like, the opposite elbows, too, and then, like, hit the other one. <laughs> is this our secret handshake? I think that's a new one. Okay. <laughs> we'll start doing that. Catch us out of the bars and we'll elbow you. Yeah. That's how it's going to happen now. <laughs> uh, I also want to preface, I, I say I hate hugs, but, like, if you're a hugger, I will hug you. It's not that serious. I'm just not going to be the first one to do it. Don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. Yeah, I'm not trying to hurt feelings over here. Screaming. <laughs> okay. We're um, on an Enneagram. Cool. Let's do it. So I can start. I am an eight, which is the Ooh. challenger. Um, so it says powerful, dominating type, self-confident, decisive, willful, and confrontational, which I think is funny because my like sun sign says I'm not confrontational but like I am very confrontational um so eights are self-confident strong and assertive protective resourceful straight talking and decisive but can also be egocentric eights feel they must control their environment especially people sometimes being confrontational and intimidating eights typically have problems with their tempers (laughs) and with allowing themselves to be vulnerable true at their best, self-mastering, they use their strength to improve others' lives, becoming heroic. I don't really like that, and inspiring. But Heroic. Um, so key motivators are want to be self-reliant, to prove their mm-hmm. strength and resist weakness, to be important in their world, to dominate the environment, and to stay in control of their situation. Um, and then I think it's interesting, like, people that they list as, like, potential type eights, like... Thank you, Franklin D. Roosevelt and Martin Luther King Jr. Like and Aretha Pablo Picasso. Yeah, Aretha Franklin. Not this moment. Oh no, we don't claim that. Um, John Wayne, Frank Sinatra, Russell. I'm okay. That's great. I know. That's what I said. Um, So yeah, that's kind of a little bit of my overview. If you want to go into yours, and then I can always bounce back and add. Yeah. So I found the same site you were on because I think that has better descriptions. Um, So I am a three. Really. Mm-hmm. Okay. And also, like, I've only taken, like, one test, so, you know, take it with a grain of salt. But I think I'm wing two. Um, okay. So, this, it's the achiever, which okay. kind of matches up with my horoscope, if yeah. you will. So, it's, like, the success-oriented, pragmatic type, adaptable, excelling, driven, and image-conscious so type three in brief, threes are self-assured, attractive, and charming. I'm like, duh. You're like, huh. I'm like, uh, You're stop. like, pump my ego, why oh don't you? <laughs> um, ambitious, competent, and energetic. They can also be status conscious and highly driven for advancement. They are diplomatic and poised, but can also be overly concerned with their image and what others think of them, which I think a little bit, but like not, I don't think that like consumes me. Mm-hmm. Um. They typically have problems with workaholism. No, I don't. And competitiveness. <laughs> You're like, you're like F my job sometimes. No, like, but no, never. That. I actually think that that's probably true in the sense of like all of the things I'm involved in because like I, I think agree. being like a workaholic can also be like I'm very much a busy bee. Like if I'm sitting at home doing nothing, like I get so anxious. Like I have to, like I'll start cleaning and like like last night I vacuumed my apartment. My apartment's not big. I vacuumed it for 45 minutes. Yeah. You definitely do, like, dip your toes in a lot of different areas, too, and, like, Mm -hmm. do a lot of different things, which I think has kind of that workaholic, like, persona. Yeah. I describe myself as, like, manically productive when I'm, like, when I'm in the mood, like, and I need to do something, like, I'm crazy. Like, you should fear me when I'm, like... You should fear me. Which, like, you would never see me like that, because it's, like, when I'm at home doing nothing, and I'm, like, what can I do? Yeah. But... 
So I think that that actually probably is true. Um, and competitiveness, yes. Even sometimes playing, like, a board game, like, I legit, like, I cannot help myself, but, like, if somebody's beating me in a game, like, I can't look at them. No. <laughs> not that I know and like I try so hard like but sometimes it just gets you man like I'm like I'm crazy when my wagon is in front of yours beating the bubonic plague (laughs) (laughs) I mean like real game like that is a real game but it's like funny but like if you're playing like Monopoly or something right which is like that's why I don't play Monopoly yeah um also that game's too long but where was I okay at their best they're self-accepting authentic everything they seem to be role models who inspire others which I feel like I I strive to be a role model I don't know for who but like I don't know yeah we both have the inspire situation going for us I know I love that for us. it's kind of cute and then it's just like basic fear is being worthless which like who doesn't I don't I know was I was gonna say that like, is like so I don't think that's like specific <laughs> to me I was gonna like, say what like, was yours my basic fear is of being harmed or controlled by others, which is so true. I, like, hate yeah, feeling like somebody controls me. Yeah. Like, I hate I, being told what to do in general. Right. But, like, I don't think that I, like, sit around and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm worth this. Like, I never have that issue. So I, I feel like that's kind of just a general fear. Like, mm-hmm. um, basic desire is to feel valuable and worthwhile. So that's obviously the opposite of being worthless. I mean, yeah, like, who doesn't like feeling valued? But I don't think it's, like, I don't know. Yeah. Um. And then since I have a two wing, it's like the charmer, which I'm like, okay, okay that's, yeah. that's fair. So, and some of my examples are, I'm like, who are you people? Not Mitt Romney, bye. <laughs> it's like the most niche, like, one of mine is Queen Latifah. Like, Wait, I'm kind of scared of some of these. Like, POV, it's me and Bernie Madoff. <laughs> Do you know who that is? I am so dead at you. Do you know who that is? <laughs> oh God! They're like, they're like, yeah, you are. Um, you're the charmer POV. You're a scammer. No. <laughs> Let me find like a good one. Oprah yeah. Winfrey. Oh my gosh! Yeah, face slider. OJ Simpson. No. Why do they even include OJ Simpson? I'm scared. <laughs> Taylor Swift, Whitney Houston, Paul McCartney, that okay, I will play. play. I'll claim Paul McCartney. Madonna, Lady Gaga, yes. yes. Justin Bieber, all right. Slay. Okay, but why are all the better people at the bottom? It happens. I also love when they give you, like, a, a character that's, like, from a a show. It's, like, Glee's Rachel Berry. I'm like, I don't Glee's. claim that energy. <laughs> um, so I'm like, okay, I'm crazy. That is so funny. My basic desire is to protect myself, to be in control of my own life and destiny. And I'm an eight-wing seven, so I'm the maverick. A maverick, slay. Which I actually don't even know what an eight-wing nine is, but like... Right. So I remember one of my coworkers when I used to work retail, I was an eight-wing seven and she was a seven-wing eight. Oh, funny. It was just like funny, but... Yeah. Yeah. I feel like there's some good info on here. I know. Um... Let's see what our compatibility is with each other. So type eight and type threes. Why don't you be like, you hate each other? (laughs) These two types can form powerful and highly effective affiliations and can also have passionate and stimulating relationships. Both are assertive. Yes. Both threes and eights go after what they want in life. Both can be larger than life figures who are outstanding in some way. And because both stand out in their social circle, 
they cannot help but notice each other and come to terms with each other. Either an alliance forms that will enhance both parties or a competition develops that will keep them <laughs> apart. Should we square up? Is our competition era coming? Like, surprisingly, eight strength and solidarity, solidarity gives threes permission to be more heartfelt. The eight feels reliable and threes seek safety to reveal their hearts. Eights are also seeing threes use the opportunity and rise to the challenge they offer. On the other side, it helps eights to relax once they see that the three is competent and can do things on their own. <laughs> Screaming, you need that. I do need that. Moreover, both threes and eights are action-oriented, pragmatic, care about getting the job done, and are willing to take the lead to achieve their goals. I totally see that. I think so, too. I yeah. think we work really well together, which is why mm-hmm. we're so in- involved in all of the same stuff. This is true. Um, oh my gosh, I love that for us. That's so cute. That's so cute. Should we look at the potential troubles? Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Oh my, should we cause trauma? Potential troubles or spots or issues. Okay. Threes and eights can be effective in the business world and in their professional careers where energy, determination to succeed, and personal drive are necessary. But both types tend to be workaholics, putting <laughs> themselves under tremendous stress in order to achieve their goals and to hang on to whatever success they have. Okay, that's true, because the two of us will come together after a, a long day and go to dance, and we're just like, am I all right? <laughs> I know, we're both like, are we okay? <laughs> and frankly, we're not. <laughs> Under sufficient stress, they may stop supporting each other and compete to top the other's achievements. I don't think that's true. <laughs> we, but I don't think we're ever in direct competition with yeah, each other in true. that way. So, like, that's not an issue for us. Yeah. Of the two types, eights are more openly controlling than threes, although threes will attempt to control situations, which can arouse the eight's suspicions and lack of, lack of trust. Sneaky. Oh my gosh. Once trust is compromised, eights can become jealous and possessive, ordering the three to do things to prove their personal loyalty (laughs) to the eight. Why is this so dramatic? This is so dramatic. Threes may easily feel used and belittled, not adequately appreciated for their contributions or for their support of the eight. Eights begin to expect and demand loyalty, even obedience. Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) I obey. Threes begin to feel that they are losing their ability to pursue their own goals, that they are becoming an appendage of the eight. That's some drama. Wow. That was so dramatic. That was very, very dramatic. These are fun, though. I'm glad I know what I am now. Yeah, I think it's fun. Like, there's a lot of accounts on Instagram, too, that will, like, post um, little things about Enneagrams, and it's always just, like, cute little graphics. And so they're fun to see. Yeah, they're fun to see. Um, I like doing that, but yeah, those are our personalities, I guess. Um, so fun. You'll have to let us know like what your sun, moon and rising are, what your love languages are, your Myers-Briggs, your Enneagram, or like, did we miss any tests that we Mm. should take? But we've been wanting to do this for a while. Yeah. It's super fun. I also, I love like little quizzes and like, I don't know. There's something fun about the computer telling you what your personality is Mm -hmm. like obviously you can like pick and choose what you think is true but it's like nice to have it laid out for you to be like yeah I guess I am like or no I'm not that but yeah no I really I have a good time I like it it's fun yeah maybe should we do like polls so people can vote like what's your sign yeah or like type it in or I don't know because I feel like you can only do like four options yeah we can only do four options so we could do we can do, like, a question box asking people to submit their, like, sun, moon, and rising. I would love to see. And then I'm trying to think how we can do the other ones. I'll think. Yeah. And we can figure out so a way fun. To do it. Or even if it's, like, what's your top love language, what's your bottom love language? Yeah. Or like, 
I don't know. I think that'd be fun. Cool. Okay. Yeah. We want to see what you guys are. So cool. Yeah. Join our conversation. Yes. Um, and we will see you guys really soon. Yeah. See you next week. Have a good one. And I hope you're slaying 2023 so far. Yes. It's time to slay for sure. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to It's Not Easy Podcast. We are so happy to have you. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you like to listen. And follow us on Instagram at It's Not Easy Podcast. Be sure to share It's Not Easy with your friends so we can all be besties. And remember to tune in every Tuesday for new episodes. Bye. Bye.